No, I'm glad that you decided to uh, you know, speak with me and kind of share, you know, some about your progress and, and so forth. And we'll just kind of have a, a bit of a conversation for the people who will see this. I, I think the interesting thing about your situation is, especially since COVID happened in the world, uh, our team and our company is just seeing so many people dealing with different health anxiety issues. Um, it's becoming, you know, really prevalent. And so a lot of people are looking for answers and of course we're able to deliver some of those answers, but hearing some of what works and what did work and so forth from somebody who actually lived it, you know, is a very different experience. So I'm just curious to kind of kick things off. Yep. Maybe if you can give just kind of an introduction to, you know, what brought you into our world, you know, what was going on in, in regular life so people can get a, a feel and a appreciation for it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned COVID. I think for myself, uh, before COVID, I was uh, a sort of nonstop kind of person, right? I work in the corporate world. I traveled a lot for work, met with clients, went on a lot of fancy trips. It was really nice. Uh, and then COVID came and sort of everything came to uh, a screaming halt. <laughs> and um, initially it was good. I was enjoying time with my kids and getting outside more. Um, but then as COVID kind of continued to progress, um, I lost focus of, of a lot of different things and started to focus uh, initially honing in on my son's health. Uh, and then when that sort of kind of I, I managed to let go of that, uh, that turned uh, inward and I focused a lot on my own health, um, which I would never, I never, ever sort of kind of experienced in my life. And it was, you know, little things that, that you know, kind of uh, started, right? Oh, my goodness, I'm getting all these bruises on my hands and obviously there's something wrong or my head is spinning when I go into a store. Um, and then in July of last year, I started to experience panic attacks, which I'd never in my life before experienced going into a store and, and not just being able to function. And that was, that was so new to me because I've always been a very, um, functional person, even in high stress situations. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, and so it was, it was very challenging for me. Um, fast forward to sort of December, late December, I was just, you know, just very, um, non-functional like I, I really I wanted to take time off of work I didn't want to see family I didn't want to go to stores uh for the first time ever I did all of my shopping online because I couldn't go out to a store I could go other places but stores I couldn't for some reason and stores are one of my most favorite places because I love to shop um so anyway uh yeah so Christmas was challenging for me um and then January hit and I said like I can't do this anymore like I just really just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't cope. I couldn't manage. I just couldn't do anything. And that's, you know, it was hard for me because this was this whole new identity uh, that I, I, I did not, did not recognize and it made it worse. So one day I received this message from Ty Hicks via Instagram. Um, and at first I was very skeptical. And as we kind of chatted a little bit back and forth, I said, I have absolutely nothing to lose here, but everything to gain. Mm. So we met and here we are today and uh, it's been uh, it's been an incredible journey <laughs> and uh, things have changed a lot. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer striving for for, for, for perfection. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm striving for, for progress and uh, I've seen a lot of progress myself just even in the most recent weeks. Um, but a lot of people in my life are, are noticing a lot of changes in progress and you know, for an individual who is, who has been, who was in the past so fixated on perfection, it's hard. It's hard to see. It's, it's, it's not so much hard. It's just, 
um, I would use the word like unfamiliar uh, to, you know, to, uh, <laughs> to recognize progress and change, right? Because it's, it's hard. It's hard for someone who's always, always has been striving for perfection. So, yes. yeah. yeah. So I think, well, first of all, I appreciate the, just the authenticity that you're bringing to people who will be viewing this because so many people can relate to this. The unique uh, perspective I have when I work with, you know, at this stage now, at, at a minimum, several hundred people a year. It, what's interesting is every time I talk to somebody, when they've been living out this pattern of feeling anxious or depressed or whatever it is, it's it's so easy to feel like you're the craziest person in the world, right? Yeah. Like you're alone and nobody else is dealing yeah. like, like this at all. And uh, you start to see uh, over you know, time that there's just these common patterns that pop up for people, like these little yeah. traps that we all get caught in. A couple of the ones that I think are worth kind of pointing out, the the first one that's really interesting from your story is COVID was what I just call like a curveball. A curveball is just what I think of as, you know, you're going through life in a particular way and then you get some news, right? Like a layoff or a firing or, you know, a spouse gets some type of like health news or, you know, your kid gets suspended from school, right? It can be all sorts of different things. And COVID was a big unsettling thing for so many people. And when something occurs that disrupts our daily flow of life, very often negative psychological patterns develop. And I've learned seeing that over time. And because very often what it does is that when we're in a new, unfamiliar setting, fears that we had learned to manage or cope with or push down all of a sudden seem to crack open and they become exposed and vulnerable so i think that's something a lot of people can relate to from your story um the other thing i want to point out too is you mentioned this whole idea of like identity right i mean you had and i mean you still are very much obviously an achiever type of person um but you know we develop a an identity for ourselves that gives us a lot of benefits like oh i'm an achiever i get shit done i take care of business i all those things but then what we don't realize is sometimes that identity we come into that has provided us so many benefits becomes almost like a prison in its own way because we bring with it a series of expectations on ourselves of who we have to be and how we have to show up right so i know that caused challenges for you Definitely. um what I'd like to get into a couple like of the meat and potatoes type of things, right? So, you know, as you were kind of going through the process, what are some of the shifts that you remember that kind of helped you starting to feel a little bit more free and, and feel a little bit more of change, if you can recall a few? Yeah, for sure. I think one of the biggest shifts and the one that I, I sort of carried with me throughout this entire program um, and even today as I go through it. And just recently someone asked me about, you know, that my success was in this program. And I said, you know, the program changed me. I continue to work elements of the program and other things that support the program. But one of the key things that really sort of helped me in this program was just having an outward focus, right? And it was one of the first things that you told me when we first started, because everything was about me, right? It didn't, even before health anxiety developed, right? And, and, um, and maybe I sort of had anxious moments. Um, so it's my dog, the background here. Sorry about that. Well, guest star. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think I always had some anxious, you know, patterns of anxiety before. Um, but I didn't look at it them that way because I was so self-centered, so inward focused. Everything was about me. 
or everything was about what other people were doing to me, right? Blaming people and being like, how, why me? That was my question. Why me? Why does this person have to be so hard with me? Why does my boss have to be so hard with me? Me, 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 me. And, you know, I remember one of our, I think it was maybe our even second or third call, like right in the beginning, it was like, just have an outward focus. Does it matter what you feel like? You might feel like shit. You might feel like you're non-functional. Just have an outward focus. And I remember getting off that call with you that one evening, it was a later, a later evening call. And I went downstairs to the dinner table and I was not in a good headspace. but I started to just focus on everybody else. And what I did that evening was I asked all of the kids at the dinner table, you know, what's one good thing about my mother-in-law? It was her birthday. Let's do some sharing. Right. And it was so uncomfortable for me. It was so unfamiliar for me. And I remember thinking like, what is Ty making me do? Again, blaming someone else, right? What is this guy making me do? And from there on, it helped. Like it changed, it it changed my life, right? And and it still does. And when I, you know, when I when I when I have a moment where I'm not in the best headspace for whatever reason, um, you know, I, I think like I do not live in the problem, Melissa. Live in the solution, right? And 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 that's about inward thinking versus outward thinking. Um, Right. Yeah. So that's, I, I would say that was one of the, the core things that helped me change uh, really my focus and direction. And just with that outward focus, it helped me, you know, bring me to every single next module because it, yes, it was about me and making change, but it's about making um, changes around you as well. Right. And being motivated to say, okay, this person's noticed something. I'm going to keep doing this. Right. And, and, and so, yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. And I think it's so, there's the you know the the mental health industry has gone through different phases and what's interesting about the phase that we're in right now is for a long time and to still some degree of course there there's so many people who are in a state of pain and they feel uncomfortable kind of speaking up about it and getting help right and so the and the mental health industry rightfully so has pointed that out and there's been this big narrative of you know, it's okay to not be okay. Let's have a conversation. Let's have some more openness. The challenge I think that has occurred is in the past, particularly 10 years, we've moved a little bit far into this direction of wanting to, what I would call over-validate, where like, yes, we do need to validate that we've had painful experiences. We do need to bring the light to the fact that people have experienced, say, traumas or different things like that. But there comes a point where focusing on the past is no longer therapeutically helpful, right? There comes a point where, you know, acknowledging the pain that you've been in in the recent past is useful, but now we need to shift to creating a new future, right? There has to be some type of forward motion. All human beings have to feel some type of forward motion towards something else, giving, growing, doing something different, right? Taking what we can from the past and move forward. And what you're saying, obviously, is, is so critical because there's so many people who are certainly not selfish by any means in their in their heart and soul, but we can all get caught up in a selfish pattern of thinking where we're just so consumed by our most recent pain as opposed to what we can do right here, right now to experience a quality life or grow or give. And one thing I try to share with people too, and I'm, I would imagine you can relate, you may have some words to say on this is, we very often shortchange ourselves where 
we are doing, we're, we're pursuing a particular line of thought to feel something in the category of like feeling validated or feeling comfortable or feeling content, you know, just trying to feel safe and secure and life becomes about those types of things. And while we're so caught up in that, we're foregoing the opportunity to feel like we're growing, feeling like we're loving other people, feeling all of those really sensational, like really fulfilling things. And just trying to feel safe and secure and protective never really makes us feel fulfilled, you know? So we very often shortchange ourselves that way. I, I, I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, a certainty and safety were, you know, at the top of my list, right? Um, and it, um, you become, or I became absolutely addicted to those things, right? Having that certainty, having that safety. And what, and it was about just not even just about myself, just about everything, right? Um, and, you know, think words like awareness or acceptance were not in my vocabulary. And I've learned those words. And I continue every single day as I, I go through this journey because it's a lifelong journey. It's a lifestyle change. It's not, um, you know, I'm going to do this three-week program. I'm going to be cured. Like, you need to want this. You need to work this, right? It's a, it's a journey. There's, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. There's progress. But there's also one of the key things is, you know, the awareness, right? That searching for certainty and safety, you will never find those things. Right. They're truly and honestly, and I can say that for myself personally, the more that I searched for those things, the more they, they felt farther and farther away. Right. Uh, whether that was through nonstop Googling or watching my son's every move, um, you know, making sure that, you know, kids are not, you know, doing things that they're going to get hurt. Like it just, the only thing that it did was eat me up inside. And it can, you know, sometimes it can do that. Right. And now I have that awareness to say, Melissa, stop, accept and let go. This is, you know, an acceptance was hard for me because I just accepted being one of those people that I need to know. Mm -hmm. I need to know. I want to know. And I will know. And I right. never, I never, I never got those things. I really never, never got those things. So, and it just, it just brought me pain and suffering. And, you know, what I, what I've done in, in the recent weeks and, you know, weeks and months is just accept, right? Try at the very least to accept that, you know, there are certain things that that's life right? There are things that you can work on. There are things that you can change. You can set your mind to 100% how you feel, what meaning you assign to things, what you believe in, what your values are. That is 100% controlled by you. But there are some things in life where you have to accept and you have to let go uh, and, and work around work around those things, right? So, yeah. Huge, huge. So many good things you just shared there. The more you must feel certain, the less certain you tend to feel. I think that's a huge one that I try to impart to people that's huge. Yeah. And then being able to differentiate between what you can control and then what you can't control, but what you can influence and then what you just can't control or influence, right? And so many people get themselves really bent out of shape, being able to not differentiate between those. I think another thing as well, too, is obviously you're you know very successful career-wise and a lot of people don't realize that they're getting rewarded for a particular type of thought process in one area of their life. But then the metaphor I like to use is it's like, if you worked out your bicep and it got super, you know, fit and responsive and strong, but you didn't take care of other parts of your body, eventually you might start getting a pain in your neck. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people get that one emotional muscle or thought process of being super hyper organized or you know, I work with attorneys, for example, who can be 
deconstructive of an argument, right? But then when they try to put their partner on the stand, that doesn't work out so good, right? From a marital right. standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Becoming more versatile and well-rounded, bringing a different type of thought process to different environments is really key. So it sounds like obviously you've let you're let go and or are continuing to let go and get better at the process of letting go. And I like how you describe it because, you know, the goal is not to reach a state of completion, right? That's called death, you know, <laughs> game the, over. <laughs> right. Right. The, the goal is to constantly be in a state of healthy expansion, right? As life continues to present new challenges, because as it presents new challenges, new fears pop up. We have to address those new fears, respond to them and move on and grow. Um, but you've clearly made the central pillar of your life no longer certainty and security and all of that stuff. And so, you know, what are you looking forward to in the future? Like what, how have you kind of conceptualized what the years ahead of you are, how they're going to be different, you know, and, and what you're going to prioritize? Well, that's a good, that's a, that's a heavy question there, Ty. <laughs> it's a good one. I, I think uh, one of the, the key things, you know, for future going forward is is keeping it simple, right? I, I've spent, uh, you know, the last 38 years of my life just truly and honestly overcomplicating absolutely everything. And I think Most that's people what can relate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Like, but it's true. Right. Like I just, I made everything complicated and I think like, you know, you know, when I ask myself that why me question now, you know, I think to myself, why not you? Right. Um, and I look at it almost, I maybe not a hundred percent, but I'm looking at it as almost kind of a blessing that this happened simply because it, it really, it really got me to stop and think about, who I am, who I want to be and where I want to go. And I realized that I got to a point, I achieved all the goals that I wanted to do. I wanted X. I wanted to make X amount of money. I wanted to be at this position. I did all of that. And, you know, now it's stopped. I got to a point where this really opened my eyes to say, you know, is this who I want to be? Is this where I want to be? And this, this what I'm doing? Does this corporate lifestyle bring me joy? Does this structured person rigid person who's not flexible and open to change is that who I want to be and if I hadn't experienced this I'd still be that person and not be happy wow you know I'm looking at it now from a different lens I'm looking at it from a different perspective and saying has it been challenging has it been hard have there been days where I said I can't do this anymore of course I'm going to have those days probably for the rest of my life but now I realize and I have awareness to say, I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to be this person. And this is how I'm going to get there. And one of the key things that I need is to keep it simple. Plain and simple is keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate things. Don't look into things too much. If you don't understand them, you don't need to. It is absolutely okay to say, I don't know. Let me find out. Or I don't know how I'm going to deal with my son today. Like, you know, just go, you know, try to go with the flow, right? Um, because I've never done that. And that's really helped me in the last, even just the few, last few weeks, right? Um, just, you know, keeping it very, very simple. And I don't need to know all the answers today. I don't need to know if I'm going to stay in my job. I don't need to know if I'm going to stay in corporate. I know what I'm doing now and, 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 and that's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't need to know that I no longer want to be the director of sales at a payments company, right? I just, I am that I, I'm that person today and um I might not be that person tomorrow. And and that's and that's okay. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I think what's interesting about what you just shared there is it's so easy for us to get hung up on trying to make a living that we sometimes forget to design a life. Like, you know, how are we going to emotionally relate to our life as opposed to just getting hung up on the logistical parts of life that tend to get us caught up? You know, it's like, well, you were that example you gave of being at the dinner table, right? You know, yeah. beforehand, you might be at the dinner table going in your head about this and that and trying to check off the list, right? Yep. So many people can relate to as opposed to going, well, what do I want to feel at dinner, right? You yeah. know, that's a totally different experience. Yeah. So that's really beautiful. Um, what I would like to do is maybe just to kind of give some people a couple little bullet points or takeaways or, or whatever we can trade you kind of just lightning round, like, you know, if you were going to have like a Melissa's tips type thing, right? Like yeah. somebody who's right now dealing with especially health anxiety, right? Every day they're so consumed with the idea that something's wrong with them, yeah. even though the doctors are telling them everything's good, even though they've get, gotten 12 opinions, even though they're searching online all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, what do you think might be, I don't know, let's see if we can maybe get like three things that you'd want them to either do or keep in mind or what would you say yeah um oh it's a good one there's there's a few i think one of the things you know for me a lot of it was um how i sort of dealt with a lot of my uh bodily sensations um or physical sensations because that was key for me um i'd probably say it, it it's important to get checked out i did uh, not a lot of that i did enough of it um and you know, it's important to to try to build trust with your body and, and really sit down and think, you know, when I feel this, question it, look at it with some curiosity as opposed to just being like, oh my goodness, I'm, you know, because for me, I feel like I'm, I'm dying. Like my face is tingling. Like, oh my goodness, I'm having a stroke. And I would immediately go to Google. So I would say one thing is kind of look at what what's going on from a curious like with some curiosity and some a different try to look at it from a different lens as opposed to like a medical lens mm -hmm. um and make a commitment to yourself for me googling was huge make a commitment to yourself to not google and don't do it right. it is it saved my life right i remember and that I, conversation yes. Was <laughs> yes right and it's like you know i will not do this and you know, it's almost like, you know, um, someone who has an addiction to alcohol or drugs, like you get that. I never, ever thought that this would happen to me where I get that urge. I'm yeah, not, I need to Google. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And that bring that you're addicted to that, to that feeling, to that nonstop scrolling and doing all these things. Right. And it made me feel good. It made me feel safe. And, and it gave me that certainty. So I would, I would say, don't do it. It is definitely not easy, but really truly and challenge yourself to just make a commitment to yourself if that's the one thing that you can do, mm -hmm. even if you just do it one day at a time, right? And before you shift into your next thing, I, the one yeah. little thing I'll tack onto that as well is people have to realize that they're engaged in certain habits to because they think that if they engage in that habit, they will eventually feel more safe or more secure. Like the, yeah. the delusion is that if I Google, I will learn something that's going to make me feel secure. Yeah. And, but yet the act of the Googling, the act of the questioning is the very thing that makes you feel insecure. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So yeah, very good. Okay, great. And then you have a, maybe a third or, I mean, hell, maybe you got four or more. I don't know. But. <laughs> um, one more. I just, 
you know, just as hard as it is, you know, try to have a really open mind, right? That this is just a time in, in, in your life uh, for whatever reason. And it doesn't matter how long you've been there, how long you've been struggling, how long you've been in pain, that you can change that today. And you can make that decision and just trust in that, you know, if it's you're working with Ty or working your own program or working with yourself, just, you know, do what you need to do day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, whatever you need to do, but just trust the process, enjoy it, you know, reward yourself when you can, you know, celebrate those small little wins because those small little wins are actually really, really big. And I, I struggled with that so much in the beginning uh, because I just, I could never see progress. Uh, but now I start to write them down, right? I write little things down if I need to. And, you know, when someone tells you, hey, I've noticed a change, celebrate that, yeah. right? Because no one needs to say anything to you. People don't need to say anything at all. But when they do, take it and run right, with take it. it right. and take it and run with it. It'll be like, yeah. you know, and I, I, and I don't, and I, that's another thing. I stopped asking people. I did like an, oh, I call myself, I called it like, um, I'm calling it because I'm doing it right now, like an anxiety talk detox. Like I don't ask, I don't, I try not to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I try not to ask like, am, like, am I going to be okay? Tell me, like, I needed that reassurance from everybody. Or, like you can see progress. Right. And now I stopped asking and people just tell me, right. Yeah. Like you've made change. Oh, Hey, Melissa. Like I noticed that today, instead of you losing your mind that we, we accidentally left the hose on all night <laughs> like, and you know, your water, your garage was flooded and the driveway was all wet. Like instead of you losing your mind, you were just like, meh, like right. such as life, throw the hose out. And when the bill comes, we'll pay it. Like, what are you going to do? Right? Like, so, you know, just, you know, that's, yeah. Oh, that's but, great. That's <laughs> those are the things like, it's something that's so small, but like three months ago, I would have, you know, maybe four months ago, I would have probably lost my mind and I would have, you know, I would have got really upset and really angry and blamed everybody else. And, and now it's just like, yeah, let's get it. Let's that. get a new hose. And, you know, if we, so yeah, and I think, I think that's probably the, the most important thing for anybody viewing this is to realize that even though how things have been in the recent past, may, maybe it's been like this for decades, you know, but none of us are destined to have a future that is equivalent to our past. Right. It, many people do have a future that is equivalent to their past only because they don't fundamentally question and change how they're thinking. You know, you can, but I always share with people that, you know, your body is literally changing constantly. Like there's not a single cell in your physical body that is the same from seven years ago. Right. Your, your, your body is constantly in a constant thing. So, what you are right now is just the current make and model of this year. So, you know, the only reason why we feel like life is continuing in a straight line is because we keep thinking the same way. We keep asking the same questions. We keep yep. looking for the same things and that can totally be changed, but it requires effort. Um, and I love what you just said there too, is it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, which is don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. So. Well, you're, uh, you know, honestly, I all, I, we should have done a video interview months ago when we got you yeah. started, because honestly, the contrast is amazing. I feel like I'm talking to a totally different woman now. Oh, thank um, you for that. It's incredible. And, 
I know what's beautiful too, is you now are evaluating how you want to impact other people's lives and, you know, kind of be in a state of leadership and, and help a, a larger community of people, which is fantastic. And, um, you know, whatever your pursuits are going to end up being personally and professionally, it's just inspiring to know that you're now bringing that new intention, that new set of skills, and you're passing it on, you know, which is really the fantastic thing. But your resilience and your commitment to your own success and your, your is fantastic. But what's been most inspiring is exactly what you started today's call with how you've shifted from being more consumed in your fears of yourself to now just finding more and more and more joy, right? Expending your energy to other people. And it's just really, really a beautiful thing to see. So congratulations. I think that. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for all your help and support. It's, it's meant a lot. It's uh, meant a lot. And I'm excited to continue to partner with you. So it's going to be Me great. Me too. Very excited. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And um, do you have any last words of advice or guidance uh, to sign off for somebody that would be in the same shoes you were in maybe four or five months? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I'd i say keep keep at it one day at a time, even if it's one minute at a time, right? And you know, if you're doing this program with Ty right now or on your own, like just continue to do it, work it because it worked. Um, and I remember, you know, one of our first group calls that we had, someone had, someone had said this, you know, three months ago said like, work this program. It works. It works. And I was like, this person is crazy, but it does. Right. And it does, it really does. And, you know, um, just keep at it one minute at a time, even if it has to be one minute at a time, right. Whatever it takes, keep at it, make a commitment to yourself. And, uh, even if you have to make a commitment to somebody else, but make a commitment and keep going forward. And, and you, and you will see changes. Don't, you know, I wouldn't say keep waiting for those results all the time, but you will see, you know, if you just focus on that, it might be a little bit more challenging, but just do it day by day and, and wait for those, those small wins because the small wins eventually turn into big wins and uh, you'll be in a good place. Yes. Beautiful. Awesome, Melissa. Well, thank you so much for sharing your guidance. Uh, we appreciate you You're deeply. Welcome. And until next time, we'll see you. Until next time. Take care. All right. Bye.